I'm Matt Hunkler, CEO and co-founder of Powder Keg. And on the show today, we have the president and CEO of the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership, Bethany Hartley. The personality of Elkhart County in particular, because it used to be the entrepreneurship capital of the world. It used to have the most yeah. millionaires per capita in that county, which a lot of people are like, what? Bethany Hartley has over a decade of experience in nonprofit leadership and has been focused on economic development and entrepreneurship for her entire career. As president and CEO of South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership, she is catalyzing regional innovation throughout Northern Indiana. Bethany is also an entrepreneur herself. She operated her own marketing agency for over a decade and has a passion for helping other entrepreneurs and startups succeed. That's all coming up on this episode of Get In. Bethany, thanks so much for being here on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to learn about the South Bend Elkhart region, hear about all the amazing things going on in startups, tech, innovation. But before we do, I thought it might be helpful just to go back and learn a little bit about your background. Sure. Where did you grow up? Yeah, so I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then a job, my father was working for Ameritech, which existed at that time, and that drew us down to South Bend area. And so we, most of my childhood was spent in Edwardsburg, Michigan, which is technically a village. So most folks don't know where that is, but did K-12 there, small school system, graduated with 120 people. And when it came time to look at colleges, I really had no clue. I'm the first in my family and only to have a four-year degree. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. That's Uh, huge. My my mom was that on her side of the family. My mom too. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Very first one. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So when it came to picking colleges, most of my friends were like U of M or MSU, grew up next to Notre Dame. So those were, or Western Michigan, those were like the choices. And I applied to a couple schools. I made poor decisions. Like I opted out of University of Michigan because I didn't like their colors at the time. So Rebel. that was like my <laughs> profound decision making. What, maize and blue? That's not for you? It, it wasn't. Now I'm pro maize and blue, but also gold and blue. So, you know. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I ended up at Loyola University of Chicago, studied marketing and minored in French, which has been less than helpful, to say the least. <laughs> je parle français. Comme si, comme ça. Bonjour. Je oh. You lost me. I know Chris. And then I took a year of Italian too, because originally I thought I was going to do international business and French as a double major with a minor in Italian. So cool. Yeah. Doing a year of Italian tells me I'm not going to do that, but it'll, it comes in handy with travel. So I went to Chicago, very different experience than Edwardsburg. Edwardsburg is primarily a homogenous community, majority white Caucasian community. And now they're seeing more racial diversity, but at the time, just really wasn't there. And so going to Chicago was incredibly overwhelming, exhausting. I wasn't a very good college student, full disclosure. I <laughs> just was like, I didn't, because in high school, I didn't really have to study, didn't have to make friends. It was all proximity-based, right? You're friends with your neighbors. Yeah. And school wasn't that challenging for me. So going to Loyola was like, oh my gosh. Okay, wow. So overall learned a lot. Came home. I graduated in 08, so the peak of the recession. Oh, and wow. For those that aren't aware, Elkhart it w- was the hardest hit by the recession. Yeah, it was brutal. Brutal. We had a, a couple of presidents come through and tell us how brutal it was. Yeah, um, that's right. So I, that. I moved home, 
lived with my parents for a while, took a break. And by the way, you met presidents of the United States. Yes, correct. Yeah. That's accurate. Just for the listeners yes. out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. to cl- <laughs> clarify that <laughs> one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So came home. I thought student loans weren't real. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, if I don't take care of that, it'll just go away sort of thing. And then life hit me in the face and it was like, no, you actually need a job. So I did some freelancing, coached tennis for high school, worked at a retail boutique, and then just started a side hustle where I did marketing consulting for small businesses. And that really put food on my plate. And I kept doing that for 12 years uh, and had about a dozen or so clients at a time. I built their websites, did their social media, did their email marketing. All of it was new at that time. So I just happened to be Googling faster than the business owners. So, so basically, I mean, so you go from Michigan to Loyola to a major recession. So I'm just going to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's basically what you did. Yes. And, and for 12 years, you start doing this marketing consulting. That's amazing. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right, making lemonade, right? Right. Taking exactly. lemons and making lemonade. Yeah. What, and I, what made you choose marketing? So I love creative work and mm-hmm. I love coming up with ideas. All my personality assessments tell you I can come up with an idea like that. Yep. Closing it out was more challenging at the time. <laughs> I've sure. learned. Uh, sure. But yeah, so just the creativity and I love learning. So most of what I learned to do for clients was on YouTube, like how to build in constant contact at that time, you know, how to use Facebook because nobody knew what Facebook was. So all of that was really interesting to me. And then yeah. building websites, again, Google and YouTube it. Yeah. Like, how do I do that? Using Adobe Suite. How do I do that? Figure I, it out as you go. Exactly. I had a degree in marketing, but we didn't actually apply any of that Right. in school. Yeah. Which, again, I'm grateful for a lot of things that I got at Loyola, but that application really came post-school. So, yeah. So, then the most common thing for a lot of entrepreneurs, I needed health insurance. Didn't have it when I was freelancing for a little while. And then I, so I started applying to jobs back in Chicago and... Landed at an organization called the Women's Business Development Center, which is the oldest and largest women's business center. And they have a staff of about 40 folks. It was founded in 86. So under that roof, they had an SBDC, a PTAC, Small Business Development Center, Procurement there Technical Assistance Thank Center. You. Thanks for breaking that down. Yeah, Women's Business Center and a veteran business owner center. Wow. And they helped with government contracting. Like it was everything that business owners needed with a primary focus on minority and female business owners. And so it was in the heart of Chicago, worked there for five years, left as the director of marketing. It was such a great opportunity because nonprofit life, you do everything, just like entrepreneurship life, right? You're everything all the time. So it was an awesome experience. And then from there, my then partner and I just looked at quality of life and everybody's like, oh, it's so cool to live in Chicago. It is when you actually get to live. Like Mm. all we were doing was working. He was commuting an hour each way. I was, I didn't mind my commute because I either biked or took a bus and that was great along Lakeshore Drive. Mm. But we didn't really go to dinner. We didn't see our dogs. I had to hire a dog walker that came every day. Like, so we had this talk about what what do we want our lives to be? Are we ever going to buy a home in Chicago? Probably not. So then I started putting out feelers And I had a friend from high school whose father was on a board of Boys and Girls Clubs in St. Joe County. And so they had a position open. For those that don't know St. Joe County, can you describe where that is? Yes. So it's in northern Indiana. It borders the Michigan border. North Central is often what it can be referred to as. You you can walk across the state line from St. Joe County. It's also the home of Notre Dame. So that's a good focal point that folks really know, especially in the state. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, That's no helpful. problem. It's about 90 minutes from Chicago. Well, 80 door to door for me. So in, isn't there also a beautiful, is it called St. Joe River or is it a lake? It's there's, a, there's a river. And yes. there's an island. There's some homes on an island. Like uh, it's got a, I think it's around South Bend. Am I? So there's Diamond Lake up in Michigan that has that. The river yeah. doesn't have any islands okay. with houses. For some reason, I thought the river had an island with houses. Mm. I mean... Not that Somewhere I've up there. seen. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's hidden Indiana. Yes, yeah. hidden, hidden gem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the deep, deep uh-huh. St. Joe County. On the down low. Yes, yes. So you started kind of researching it again online. Th- yeah. This is something I think is really interesting about you, that you, just, you feel empowered to go and learn how to do marketing, learn how to do social media, yeah. learn how to do tech. And I, I think that's an important just theme to call out. Because I think a lot of people get stuck at the, well, I don't know how to do right. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of my jobs post Boys and Girls Club was teaching entrepreneurship education for high school students. And what surprised me, because they all grew up native tech adopters, right? They all use it all the time. But they would often ask the most basic questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we had to teach how to Google because yep. I'm like, <laughs> you can learn anything. Now it's how do you chat GPT, right? But right. like same concept. And so I never, I try not to ask any questions that I can find online the answers to. I still fail at it occasionally. Bethany, I literally was in a meeting today and I literally said, there's a thing called Google <laughs> and you WWW, I think it's going to be here to stay. It's called the World Wide Web. <laughs> it's a, and like new go thing. there and just devour, learn, right? right? Yeah. <clears throat> That's so true. And I think a lot of people forget. They look at people like you and they're like, oh my gosh, look how successful Bethany is, right? Big CEO now doing all these things for this market. But it's what you do behind the screen. Right. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that preliminary research has been a part of everything I've done. I'm doing it right now for our organization. Mm. You know, who, who do we want to become? What do we want to be? What are our peers doing? What does that all look like? So that's just market research 101. Yep. Then I'm going, I've already set up my interviews, right? Like I'm going to interview other CEOs from other organizations that are similar to ours and understand what works well, what doesn't. So yeah, so I, jumping back into career pathway, moved to South Bend, ba- moved back in... 15. I had left the area in 11. And in 11, candidly, the region, there was nothing open after 7 p.m. on a weekend. And so I was like, well, there's really not much for me to do here as a 20-something person with no children, no attachments, really. So that, and the economy was really poor. So I had to find opportunity with healthcare. <laughs> so that's what I did. And, and life changes, right? And so came back to the South Bend Elkhart region. My now husband and I live near the airport in South Bend. And Started doing Boys and Girls Club, realized civic service, civil service, really important. It wasn't what compelled me every day to wake up and say, like, I'm hungry to do this. And I'm hungry to raise money for it, to market it. And so then got back into more entrepreneurship-led economic development. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. I taught high school students for two years. We got to go into all these companies, give them tours, give them exposure. The program's called Startup Moxie, which they have two branches up in Elkhart County and then St. Joe County and then the RISE model is being applied across the state. What, it, what is the RISE model? So it is immersive learning for high school students. Well, K-12. I think they're expanding beyond high school. Essentially, it's kind of like my experience with marketing. Mm-hmm. You could learn the theory of entrepreneurship. You can learn what it what the theory of business ownership is. But once you've truly adopted it and like seen it firsthand, you these students get to hear from CEOs of massive companies, really small companies, and then they get to gain exposure to that. So cool. Yes. And they build their own businesses. They build a business together. 
they can generate real revenue. Some of these companies have spun off and like ended up selling. Like there's one that exited in the college program. Wow. Yeah. He and they actually didn't acquisition when he was still in college. They acquired a smaller business and then ended up selling that business to a bigger business. That's so cool. Yeah. Can we can we dive into this a little deeper? Yeah, please. So, no, no. I'm gonna back up just a second too. Okay. So there's a program so that you go into K to 12 schools or even start at high school to teach entrepreneurship. Who funded it? What was the first school you approached? Who'd you approach in the school? How do people even know that this exists? One, ex one, maybe one success story. So like, like, so really like dive into that yeah. deep. Yeah. So I joined the program in year two. It was originally founded by Iris Hamill, who I ran yep. into, and Larry Garatoni. So they founded this model and what they did was they went to the schools, they started in St. Joe County. And so all the schools in St. Joe County send their students to this program. Mm. It is not on one specific school's campus. So and then they have a partnership with Ivy Tech so students can receive 18 college credits by going through this year long program. And wow. so it's a, is this an, it's an elective that the student opts in to go through this program That's right. yep. as a part of their selection of courses. Yep. And it's every day, 7.30 to 9 a.m. So they've got to get up and be there. And there are some core tenants, like you have to dress appropriately for going into businesses and running your own business. You have to be on time. We, I think we were a little, I think they're more compassionate now <laughs> because <laughs> we were kind of like, if you aren't on time, or which is early, you can't get in and you just go to your class, your next class at your school, because this is a privilege for them right. to be a part of. And it's an application process. There's a limit to the number of students that can go. There's no cost to students to be a part of this. And they, yeah, they tour 30 to 40 sites, different companies across the region, and also hear from about 30 to 40 speakers from the region as well. So it's pretty incredible. And then I sit on the board of the Startup Moxie Elkhart County version of it. So there's St. Joe County that has about 40 Elkhart County has about 20 students in it. And again, they go all over the county, get to see, like, especially for us, a big thrust, we are in a, a manufacturing region, significant manufacturing region. Yeah. RV capital of the world's up there. It sure is. And our neighbor is the, what is it, the healthcare or health tech? Orthopedic. Orthopedic, there Orthopedic it is. Orthopedic capital of yes. the world. Yeah. That's our, those are our friends in Kosciuszko. You know, they contribute 50% of the U.S. GDP for orthopedics. So that's a $50 billion market. And in, in so that, that area contributes 50% of that, roughly $25 billion to that one industry. Wow. Yeah. Right here in Indiana. It's pretty incredible. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, manufacturing for our region is about, I think it's $18 billion it's in amazing. GRP. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So it's pretty significant. So the thing we're looking at, too, with students in the, my work I'm doing today is they think manufacturing is boring, dirty, archaic, and it's like... It it's, sure isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Bright, shiny, it's, funny, sexy. It's awesome. Yeah. Right? yeah. And there's so much tech that goes into it. There's yep. so much innovation. I mean, it's exceptional. So it's awesome that students get that exposure yeah. through this program so they can see firsthand, oh, this is not what I thought it was. And that's a big part of our retention strategy too, right? That exposure. Yeah. Are you working with other like higher ed institutions up there to get them plugged in? I just remember coming through college. It was like, there were a few companies up there that did like the internship programs or that did the like postgraduate programs. And it's like you're going into the manufacturing industry and it's not it may from service level not have the sex appeal of like tech or right. something like that. Are you working with any higher education? Yeah. So our organization has a higher ed advisory council. So in the region, when you count our Michigan County, so we have let me say this. 
in Indiana, our counties are Elkhart, St. Joe, and Marshall. And then in Michigan, we have Berrien and Cass. So five counties, about 729,000 residents on those five counties. We have in total 12 higher education across those five counties, nine of which are in the three in Indiana. So nine higher ed institutes in our region, which equates to about 35,000 students a year in our region. We have been very intentional. We have a partnership with Notre Dame that's called the LIFT Initiative, which is specifically focused on advancing our industries, in particular manufacturing. And it is helping equip manufacturers with interns in these essentially industry 4.0 positions. So interns can get exposure to what is manufacturing and also how do you adopt new technologies in manufacturing. And so with that, that was a $42 million grant we received from the Lilly Endowment to do this with Notre Dame. Wow. And they stood up. There's We now have innovation facilities across the region. Some are on campus at Notre Dame. Some are at other campuses like Ivy Tech. Some are with our libraries. And also we've placed, I think, 70 interns in the last two years in this program. So we provide a stipend. Wow. So we match employers. So our average salary for those, I believe, is $19 an hour for interns. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right? Yo. And a housing stipend. That's so incredible. Where do we apply? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go on our website, selfandelco.org. Yeah, we'll we're link it up in the show notes. Yes, yeah. So that model, we actually have the opportunity to expand beyond manufacturing industry through the Ready program, which is through the state of Indiana. So mm. we're expanding our model of matchmaking because that's essentially what we are as a matchmaker of here's the employer, here's the intern and working with our network system to do that. And so we're excited to expand that into business services, tech, IT, social services, education. We have a huge, again, we have a, because education, we have nine institutes. We mm -hmm. have a lot of education employees. And so how do we advance that as well? So we're really excited about that. What are the organizations where you're, where you're placing interns at? Like what are a couple of those? So we've had interns at like Robert Weed, which is a manufacturer up in the region. What are they manufacturing? So I just looked this up the other day. So they are a plywood company, okay. which is fascinating. I just, we had a round table the other day and they were explaining what they do. And like a wreath Riley is up in our region. That's construction. Yep. So kind of hand in hand. A Lippert, we've had, we're working on an apprenticeship model with them too. Some of our, what are they called? BMI audit services, which is one of the Graham Allen partners portfolio companies. I think Sema Health, I think we've had some interns there. So it really, usually there's about 30 employers a year. And something we're being really intentional about is company culture, where mm -hmm. we place mm -hmm. interns, because there's some generational differences amongst, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of our Elkhart County companies that we work with are generational family-owned companies. Sure. And so we're trying to instill certain values of like, here's the next generation of employee. What does that look like and how do you adapt? And a lot of them are being, are responding with the greatest outcomes, like just really being thoughtful about what is what does our company culture look like because when you're manufacturing at least right now you're not work from home yeah right like that just doesn't happen and so then you have to look at okay if our front line isn't at home then how can our administrative be at home like right. is that fair so that came up a lot during covid in our region quite a bit yeah, I yeah. Bet. one of my really good friends works for welch packaging oh yeah and so when we gr when he graduated we all graduated from DePauw, yep. and we were all going to take our first jobs. He spent the first nine months of his, you know, professional career working as a, on the production line at Welch. Yeah. Wow. And like building or like helping manufacture cardboard boxes. Cause like one day if you want to like be a plant, you know, manager, mm -hmm. you want to work your way up in it. It's like, 
you're not going to get the respect from a frontline worker right. if you've never done it. Right. 100%. right. And even the families, they do that. Like Brock Welch is on a board with me and he works in the company, obviously, and he, same thing. He had to do all the different positions to fully understand what's happening and be a good manager and leader in their company. That reminds me of one of Indiana's biggest tech successes. I, I know, I remember this distinctly at Angie's List, I, at least for the first decade or so, doesn't matter if you're a CXO or mm -hmm. if you're the founder, you, you're starting your first couple of weeks in the customer support center, yep. taking calls with customers yep. and just getting to know, talking to Angie's List members. I love that kind of mentality and philosophy when you think about Absolutely. just awesome. plugging into an organization. Yeah, we were just having a conversation the other day at the Ivy Tech Elkhart-based campus and they have this beautiful iFlex lab up there and it's awesome. It's, you know, Industry 4.0. And the conversation came up about the personality of Elkhart County in particular because it used to be the entrepreneurship capital of the world. It used to have the most yeah. millionaires per capita in that county, which a lot of people are like, what? Because we don't have any Fortune 500s anchored in our region. That's just not a thing for us. Mm. We do have publicly traded companies. We do have innovative companies. And we make so much, so much stuff. Like we are makers of things and you couple that with the power of Notre Dame, it's pretty profound what our region is capable of and what we're, where we're headed as a region. But it was interesting because with entrepreneurship, right, you have to have so much grit to do it. And that's what these CEOs were all saying. The CEO of Ruth Riley, the Robert Weed president. It's like, yeah, we stick it out. Right. Like we're not, we've been through 08, you know, we've been through these things and we don't have a short vision, right? We're looking at a long-term strategy for the region, which that, is pretty awesome. That, that's hundred percent right. I mean, th th these words sometimes get overused, but that like perseverance, mm -hmm. one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And it's so true, right? Yep. Taking a long-term view and the companies that do that end up being massive, successful companies. I have to also add one thing. So real quick, you just said that Elkhart County was used to be known as the entrepreneurship capital world had more millionaires per capita than any other county. When when was that? Oh, it's roughly. Oh, you're gonna have to fast check me. I think it's been at least a decade, maybe two. So it's not that far. Not that far long. No, yeah. not that far long ago. Yeah, that's awesome. I have to do one more tie-in too. So you mentioned a company earlier that that manufactures plywood, mm -hmm. and I'll bet you that they're a major supplier to another city in Indiana that's known as the wood capital of the world because of furniture making, mm. yeah, which is Jasper. Yeah. And and so no doubt probably that company is a major supplier to, to that market as yeah. well. I it's really thought you were going to go with Batesville and the casket making company. <laughs> <laughs> also a necessary industry. Yes, yes. yes. true. Absolutely. Yes. Find yes. demand. Yeah. Quick break from our normal programming. I have Erica Schweier, COO from Elevate Ventures here in the studio today. Erica, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you're going to tell us a little bit about this Rally Innovation Conference that's coming up. Yep. So it's the largest cross-sector innovation conference in the world. We're going to feature six innovation studios. So think hard tech, software, sports tech, ag and food, healthcare, and entrepreneurship is going to kind of be our catch-all. I love that. So tell me what is... Who's it for? Yeah, it's for innovators, entrepreneurs, investors. Honestly, anybody probably listening to this podcast. And it's going to be a multi-day thing that's multi -day. happening in downtown Indianapolis. Yep. People coming in from all over the country and maybe even all over the world to be here. That's our hope. Yep. And the dates are actually August 29th to the 31st. Perfect. And if people want to find out more information about speakers, tickets, things like that, where can they go? Yeah. So they just go to rallyinnovation.com and sign up for communications. And they can also get their tickets. I love it. You heard it here, rallyinnovation.com. We'll, we'll see, see you, you there. there.
Yeah, no, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, I was just going to say, right, so you talk about the the grittiness of Elkhart County, the resilience there. Like, as you're, you know, working as in the South Bend Elkhart region, what are the problems that you guys are, are facing and working to fix and, and working to solve? Yeah, well, I think they're very similar to the entire state of Indiana. We do an exceptional job of educating young people and talent, right? We, again, 35 students, 35,000 students every year. Yeah. We're also really good at letting them go. Yep. And so we have to get better at keeping them. And there, again, this is not new to anyone. Talent is our thrust right now. It is the front and center for us. Like, yeah. how do we amenitize our region to be appealing because people are picking place over position more than ever? So that's a huge challenge for us. We're actually also very timely. We are looking at healthcare for entrepreneurs. How do we make that happen? Because the costs, again, Indiana has some of the highest healthcare costs. And for startups, freelancers, small businesses, that bill is a hefty one to foot. And you can't be competitive as an employer if you aren't able to offer healthcare. That's right. So those are those are two big things. Childcare is another mm-hmm. one, and that is a real economic issue. We're losing workforce because we don't have good childcare or we don't have enough good child care. Mm-hmm. These, again, these are not unique things to our region. So we're really looking at that as well. And how might we create better accessible child care? You know, we have some companies like Chemcrest is putting, they have healthcare facilities on their campus. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can go get a checkup, get a prescription written. What if oh, we did? Yeah. What if we did that with child care? What yeah. if sure. you were yeah. able to have your child on campus yeah. wherever you are? Okay, so as a young professional who left Marshall County yes. in 2015, yes, and unfortunately does not have plans to return, we'll back see there. about that. Okay. <laughs> Sell me on it. What What are you guys doing that's going to attract this young talent and keep them there in that South Bend Elkhart region? Yeah, so I think a big, uh, one of our biggest things has been our partnership with the state of Indiana. So this isn't how I would sell. Sell. I'm just giving you some of the background, and yeah. then I'll sell. But between regional cities initiative and the ready program essentially that's been 92 million dollars from the state that we have been able to leverage for about 830 million dollars worth of investment wow and that investment has been in quality of place so if you go to south bend if you'd ever been before a couple years ago howard park was like i think it was a tennis court slash basketball court and some green now it's a ice skating rink a ribbon they do concerts out on the green they have a few a what is it called a public house so you can have dinner there it's awesome and the development the housing around there there's multi-unit tenant homes there's townhomes it's we're updating all of that we're modernizing there's also so i also left but i did come back but when i left there like there was nothing to do now there is something to do every night and so that to me is this indication of more to come mm-hmm. so i have to make decisions some nights right i have to decide do i want to go to danny made for a dance party on saturday night or do i want to go see the zoo lights and walk around outside and see the animals as they're like in their natural habitat so that's pretty awesome there's also obviously notre dame like the sporting the acti- the concerts they're bringing they've had garth brooks oh. we had billy joel you know, we're still, I'm still pushing for Beyonce. I haven't, oh, that'd be huge. nobody's listening now. <laughs> the, the snow concert, Garth Brooks, right? Yeah, the, survived it, like, that. It, like, snowed it was a, yes. I heard it was an amazing experience. It was. And then he came back and the sun was shining, which was almost, I would have to say better. Yeah. Um, so there's these sorts of things going on. There's a strong young professionals network. There's new things popping up with social networks and social clubs. 
for young professionals, we do hear it's hard to be single in our region. So we're trying to solve for that. I'm not going to stand up a dating service, but <laughs> it is something that we're looking at. And I'm encouraging some of my friends to think about how might you solve for that? Yeah. I have yeah. a few buddies that could use someone's help there. Yeah. They're back home, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. It's, it's, it's challenging for sure. And then I always get encouraged when I meet people that aren't from the region. So that's a good indicator to me yeah. that like you chose to come here. Yep. And we also obviously, again, with our some of our employers, they are recruiting talent to the region. And so we hear firsthand what are they looking at and like access to good education and healthcare, those two things always. I, I do want to preface that when Bethany says the region, it's with a lowercase yes. T. We're not talking about the region, the region in northwest Indiana. Yes. We're talking about the region of South Bend Elkhart. Yes. Thank region. you. Yes. Good clarification. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, but those things say get conflated in my Northern brain Indiana's all the time. Region. So yeah. speaking yeah. of people in and talent. So one thing that so you mentioned thirty five thousand mm-hmm. students, and and one thing that it seems to me that would this is free and we could start doing it literally this next fall. We have all these bright eyed, bushy tailed, really talented you know students coming mm-hmm. to these campuses all over Indiana every single year at incredible world class universities. Some of them with number one, top five rankings in in various colleges, mm-hmm. and they get taught the school cheer they get taught where the cafeteria is and how to get from one building to another building but we don't engage the innovative ecosystem and the the employers the Mm -hmm. startups the scale-ups the corporates we're not engaging them right there on the spot when they're all excited Mm -hmm. gosh it seems like if we did that we'll just start with that one thing that's quote unquote free wouldn't be wouldn't cost money where we just bring that community and dovetail them into the onboarding program at each school because the kids don't know yeah so we actually piloted that last year. I love it. With what Tell me about a, that. A regional talent brand called We Plus You South and Elkhart Region. So we built a it they're called We Welcomers, which are like our regional ambassadors. So what we did is we found out there's about 20 volunteers that we trained and explained like this is what we ta- how we talk about the region and and what we get excited about South and Elkhart Region. Mm-hmm. Um and they went on to college campuses during welcome weeks and engaged with students and we gave them we had like a plinko board that they could play, a wheel that they could play and they gave us their email addresses for that, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. And then we also gave them swag. The old opt-in. Yes. The old opt-in. Yes, exactly, exactly. Came with the plinko. Right, right. Yep. And we give them swag, right? So they got a cup or a, or a t-shirt. Like college students love free stuff. Everything's yeah. great. Oh. Yep. Yes. So we did that. And then the intention of that too, and some of them won gift cards to regional restaurants or boutiques or whatever that may be to help them understand what's off campus. V Version 2.0 of that is yes to doing that. And how do we also do that experience of engaging employers in that process? Yep. Mm-hmm. So with these email addresses that we're collecting, with these experiences we're creating, sharing that with our employers to say like, this is your direct connection to talent and you have to sell yourself now. You have to be present and show up because the big companies are showing up. You go to Notre Dame, you see like an Accenture, you see a Deloitte. Well, now you're starting to see those plus First Source Bank, right? And Gibson and us, the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership, because we want folks to know that there are so many career opportunities in our region it's pretty incredible. And when you look at smaller or startups, the opportunities for your personal growth are far and above than if you're one of 10,000 or yep. one of 20,000. Does yeah, Notre Dame break it up where, so you have a, you have a job fair for students mm-hmm. where all employers are welcome to come, mm-hmm. right? And that could be anybody, any the wor- anybody, anywhere in the world. Do they have another job fair that's like before that, that is for local companies slash Indiana companies 
that there's kind of a job fair before the job fair that that because sometimes when you have Apple rolling in, and by the way, if you're listening from Apple, love you. But, <laughs> right. But like they're they're whipping out options. I'm I'm yeah. kind of getting a little crazy, but it's yeah. like here, hundred options for everybody, yeah. kind of a concept. And if you're a scale up or a startup, you know, in there, which I want to come back to something on Web three and blockchain in a minute. But is there was there a, sep- a separate job fair? So it's interesting you mentioned this. I feel like you know things. We're partnering with the IADC, Indiana Economic Development Corporation, on a talent connection fair. That is this, essentially. It's first and foremost, it's going to be a forum on how to connect with talent at higher education institutes. And second is this matching process. And it will be regional companies that will be invited to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. So yes, th- yes is the short answer. Cool. So w- another real quick thing on, on people and talent. So it seems like there's a little bit of a, bur- so you've touched on industry 4.0, mm-hmm. you know, hard tech, manufacturing, mm-hmm. et cetera, and all the th- orthopedics, mm-hmm. right, et cetera. Those are amazing industries. And then there's all these things, now these new industries burgeoning, such as blockchain or Web3. And it kind of feels like that maybe there's a little bit of an ecosystem kind of developing around companies that are trying to to solve pain points with blockchain, Web3, Mm -hmm. et cetera. They're coming out of Notre Dame. Any any high-level thoughts or observations on that? Yeah, I think one connected thought to that is we... Startups South and Elkhart, our branded initiative for entrepreneurship, we are honing in on um, what are we already really good at with startups and with these sort of things. And so we're looking at how might we defy companies that are solving regional problems because our problems tend to be everyone's problems eventually, right? right? Like that's right. I was just with the Fed Reserve and they said outright, like Elkhart County is the tip of the spear when it comes to the economy, right? What happens in Elkhart County is probably what's going to happen. Can you expand on that for just a couple of minutes? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So similar to that whole recession discussion, right? Like the folks in our region uh, tend to represent like the, this is why we call South Bend Beta City as well, because our your first customer in our region will probably be similar to your first customer outside the region. Yeah. And so we've got this beta city we've also got tip of the spear language that were the bellwether for the economy and so we've for the national and global economy that bethany's talking about here for our listeners yes (laughs) and we've been studied we worked with the brookings institute and cicp here in indianapolis and they looked at our economy i mean we are susceptible to automation pretty heavily again in manufacturing so how do we harness that knowledge and be better and apply that knowledge and say for a net gain Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which again, I go back to, we have Notre Dame, a tier one research institute that is helping us do that. Like Notre Dame is a significant regional partner. That's huge. They're, and they are invested in the region because the way the region goes is the way Notre Dame goes. They too have to attract world-class talent mm-hmm. to their campus to teach, et cetera, and do research. So coming back to your question, <laughs> there is a lot of looking at spinoffs when it comes to startups, so we're being pretty intentional about that too. The Idea Center, Kelly Rich is overseeing that now, and Ryan Krieger is really focused on this, is looking at what are these problems that, again, regional companies are happening that we could innovate around to create a new company? Mm. Or what are patents that are sitting on the shelves at yep. Notre Dame? Yeah. And how can we commercialize faculty, right? So all of those things are happening. And yeah, we just well, need to get better at telling people. Speaking <laughs> of that tech transfer and commercialization at yep. universities, one thing that's really excited exciting to see is it seems like universities are waking up and realizing sometimes they spend more time trying to hold on to what they'll never get mm-hmm. versus let's just dial it all back. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I say, just give it all away for free. 
And you can do that for one or two or three years. And if you don't like it, change your policy. And I do that to kind of shock the mindset, yeah. right? But, but like, like if you're going to try to commercialize something, if you want to attract the best entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right, to take that thing and run with it, then say, hey, we're going to take 10% equity and it's non-dilutive 10% equity up to the first 10 million raised or just something. Pick some just basic thresholds and then it can be diluted after that mm-hmm. because presumably the company is going to be very successful and you want to get diluted a little bit because mm-hmm. it's going to be a great outcome. But like just really simplifying the equity and the reporting requirements around tech transfer yep. and the universities that are doing that are starting to see already just returns in spades in terms of activity. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what it's all about. you got to have a lot of shot on goal, right? right? Yep. Shots right. on goal to make stuff happen. So I, I just think it's it's exciting to see what the universities are doing, yeah. how they're thinking differently. Yeah, well, and I think for us, we're looking at too, so with the Lyft initiative that I mentioned earlier, this partnership with Notre Dame, there's this, it's called Industry Labs, which is essentially, it's supporting regional companies. Mm-hmm. And so they go into a company and they do an assessment and say like, here's where you could improve efficiencies or here's where you may adopt some AI or automation and we can help you do that. They don't just give the assessment and walk away. At the same time, they're also understanding, I can't share who it is yet because it's very new, but there's one of these companies they've worked with, they've done multiple projects, and now that CEO is coming back and saying, you know, we have a spinoff idea Mm. and bringing Mm. that to the idea center. So that's like gremlins, right? Right. Right. (laughs) And that's the thing is like pour water on it and let it rip. Right. Entrepreneurs always have new ideas. Right. And so they just need help operationalizing, commercializing those ideas and that's where Idea Center has been significantly helpful, and that's what we're really focused on too. Are the operators of these companies? Yep. So, so as you look through, like, you've been the the CEO, president and CEO for a, almost a year now, mm-hmm. right? So, what are some of the big things you guys have accomplished in the South Bend Elkhart region over the last twelve months? Yeah. Well, I think a few of them are surviving a leadership transition <laughs> for yeah, our organization. Our f- we what, what did you learn through that process? Oh, goodness. That I can <laughs> run on four hours of sleep. Are you writing a book? <laughs> yeah. We've actually talked about that, honestly. Yeah. Not me, but our region having a book written. Anyway, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean... Tell us more about that. Yeah, so it's funny because it keeps coming up, not just because I say it to prompt it, right. but where we started as a region in 2015 to where we are today is profoundly different and the way I know that anecdotally is that there are more people that are proud to be from our region Mm -hmm. as opposed to saying it with shame because that that is a thing I think about every day and they should be proud right all the stuff you just listed off it's insane right I think if you think about things like idea week that's happening with in partnership with Notre Dame at the Studebaker campus take Studebaker campus that's where our office is that was a decrepit dead building for 60 years that is now a vibrant hub of tech companies. That's huge. And it actually has a high, Purdue Polytechnic High School is in there. Which and is amazing. Yes, yeah. and Purdue Polytechnic is in there. When did that get opened up? So 2016, 17? Of course, heaven right after I left. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I remember it being like yeah. worked on and everything, but not like up and operational. Yeah, it's it was a regional cities project. That's not the only reason it's up and operational, but that was part of the, the catalyst yeah. for it. There's also a profound visionary, Kevin Smith, who runs that and Union Station, which has a data center inside of it. And so we think about those, like we were talking about this a little bit. It's the people that make the Mm -hmm. place. And we did a regional belonging survey and that validated that affirmed our belief that people have to feel a sense of connection to other people to want to stay there. And so whether that's in a 
relationship, whatever that looks like. So Kevin's one of those visionaries. Larry Garatoni is one of those visionaries. Tracy Graham is one of those visionaries. John Affleck Graves, who used to be a leader at Notre Dame, he's retired now, but he was one that said Notre Dame has to be a part of this. And so those folks are the ones that are like driving forward. My predecessor, Regina Emberton, was one of those that's like, we are better together. And going back to your question of like what have been successes over the last 12 months, winning $50 million through the Ready program, pretty successful, yeah. right? Like one of five in the co- in the state wow. to win that. And that is catalyzing. We're building out a regional startup hub called Momentum. It's redeveloping a property in downtown South Bend. We're also standing up a arts and culture incubator, primarily for female and minority-owned businesses in a neighborhood that didn't exist before, and that's being done through incremental development as well. We have an aquatic center that is world-class. We do national competitions in Elkhart County. We also brought back online Hotel Elkhart. There was no downtown hotel in Elkhart for, I think it was like 100 years, maybe. I stayed there for a wedding this past summer. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. pretty awesome. It is really nice. Right, and then you see Sounds also... Sounds like a good weekend trip for anyone in Indiana. This yes. is very true, yes. Yeah. And the Riverwalk in Elkhart County, or El- downtown Elkhart, they've been, the River District has been significantly invested in and continues to be. We have a rooftop bar that didn't exist before. Like, okay, amazing. now you're after my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I never have passed up a rooftop, rooftop bar. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it overlooks the river, so like yeah. it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Leaning into that river development is pretty important for us. Yeah. I think when we record episode two right next year, we I think we have to do it on the rooftop bar in Elkhart. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Uh, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Field yes. trip. Field trip. Maybe we can take an RV up there. Oh. Oh. Manufactured <laughs> in Elkhart. Yes. Love it up there. Yes. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that you deal. need to get a mobile unit exactly. for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. In all seriousness, I I do want to talk to one of those folks soon. Let's because do it. I, uh, That'd be I, huge. I would like to get some kind of a vehicle yeah. that we can use for multiple purposes. I can give you yeah. a ride, Toph. <laughs> <laughs> Just a giant RV with Toph's face on the side. Yes. <laughs> Toph's here. Great. I can say it on the <laughs> side. Yeah. Like, well, there's a book that I was given in 2010 or 11 by the late Tony Shea, mm-hmm. fa- founder of Zappos, who invested heavily into downtown yes. Las Vegas, revitalizing that whole community. And a book was called Triumph of the City. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me your story is almost like Triumph of the Region. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we actually had Tony Shea came to the region for Idea Week. Amazing. Yeah. And no spoke way. about the his model yeah. in Las Vegas yep. and what he did. He did so much there. So much. And that's that's what it takes, right? Yep. Again, our I just heard the CEO of Cook Medical speak at an event and his his thrust of Business has to be at the table. Private sector has to be at the table, whether you're talking about entrepreneurship, whether you're talking about community development, all of that. It cannot be government, public sector only. Like, no right. more fiefdoms, no more thiefdoms, and no more silos. Yeah, exactly. Death to them all. Exactly. Put that on the bus. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might confuse a few people as you're yeah. driving by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. So I just think, and I think too, in Elkhart and St. Joe County, we've had net positive migration, right? So we've had yeah, more people great. coming in, which is the first time in a decade. That's and amazing. it's like, that is a triumph. Okay. There we go. And Marshall County will come along. Yep. It has its assets. It's yes. a great place. The park systems are incredible. The community, we also help put a pool facility down in in marshall county in plymouth you've got simba chain is a spinoff of itamco that's marshall county plymouth tell us about that company it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> that is our region's bet on a unicorn is yeah. simba chain i mean they have won millions of dollars in dod it's a blockchain company brian ritchie who used to be at the idea center is now their ceo and what 
is interesting to me in the talent attraction piece is they've got remote workers all over the country. Yep. And I want to figure out. That's so great. How do I move you? Yeah. Yes. Into our region. <laughs> yes. Because we, uh, we're rolling out a remote worker strategy with Make My Move as yeah. well. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah. So like being pretty aggressive about that. Good. Yeah. Good. And, and honing in on occupations that we hope eventually they'll go from remote worker to working in the region. Candidly. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we have so many different resources that you've mentioned that we will link up in the show notes for all of our listeners because there's so much to explore yeah. in that region. I really appreciate you being here. But before we end this conversation, sure. we wanted to do a quick lightning round. Are you open to it? I guess so. Absolutely. I mean, you're, Editing you're may be it. required. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I will say, as we talk about Marshall County, near and dear to my home, the, the oh, Bourbon, Indiana is a proud member of Marshall County. Yes. And the so Simba Chain is amazing, as well as the Blueberry Festival. Yeah, Heck yes. If you haven't made it to the Blueberry Festival in Plymouth, Indiana, you are missing out. Blueberry donuts. Yes, and Lab- ice Labor cream. Day, Labor Day weekend. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, phenomenal. Like over a hundred thousand people come to, to it. Plymouth. There's oh, wow. helicopter rides. I will say, I went and there's. I didn't find like a a actual blueberry unless it was in a donut or ice cream, <laughs> oh, no. which I'm for that. Yeah. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, no, that's yeah. amazing. There's no, there's no actual like no. fruit. No. It's just like <laughs> ice cream. You got to save some hidden gems for the lightning oh, round. Yes, yes, yes. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, lightning round. Okay. Here we go. Outside of the amazing entrepreneurs, what is Indiana known for? When I... I think I'm going to answer this correctly. When I think of Indiana, I think of very kind people and very hardworking people. So what an amazing answer. I love that. Okay. What is the right answer? Because it's your answer. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Correct. (laughs) What is one hidden gem in Indiana? It's not very hidden. I mean, the dunes are pretty awesome. I haven't been to this yet. And oh my gosh, now I'm not going to remember. I've heard talk of a frog race down in Southern Indiana. Oh, I can't remember. We're going to have to do a little research. Yeah, I can't. Frog race. Yeah. They, okay. I'm going to dive deeper. If you had to recommend one place to check out when you're in the South Bend Elkhart region, mm. like maybe go get dinner, see a show, whatever it would be, what are you recommending there? Oh, well, I'm a big fan of Yakida, which is one of our breweries mm. in Elkhart. That is amazing. It is downtown Elkhart. So there, also Venturi and Goshen is Neapolitan Neopoli- Neopolitan certified pizza oh I really butchered that word didn't i you nailed Incredible. it you nailed yes it. Yeah. and first fridays in downtown goshen are pretty exceptional so i love that yes. those are three great wrecks okay final question of the lightning round who is someone that we need to keep on our radar someone who is doing something big about 15 people came into my mind to be honest with you so i think the people that are doing something big, I could go through Susan Ford, Scott Ford. What are they working on? So Scott Ford works at Notre Dame as their VP of Economic Development, and he's working on a lot. <laughs> he works on the Lyft initiative with us. Susan Ford is our board chair for SUSPE for Startup South Bend Elkhart. She also works at Graham Allen Partners. Tracy Graham would be another one of those individuals that mm-hmm. is doing something significant. I think his mantra or their mantra is a thousand digital jobs is what they're striving for. They're what... I, our largest tech employer is under Graham Allen Partners, so they're doing something significant. We have a lot of good folks in the cities too, and our our leadership is pretty awesome. So, 
honestly, the better question is who's not doing something big? Oh, <laughs> I like that. Mic drop. But I won't name names. So good. So good. <laughs> yeah. Bethany, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. I know there's so many more stories to tell, so I hope you'll come back on the show and give an update, you know, in the future and maybe from a rooftop bar. Yes, yes. please. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Bethany. Yeah. This has been Get In, a Powder Kick production in partnership with Elevate Ventures. And we want to hear from you. If you have suggestions for a guest or a segment, reach out to Matt or Nate on LinkedIn or on email. To discover top tier tech companies outside of Silicon Valley in hubs like Indiana, check out our newsletter at powderkeg.com newsletter. And to apply for membership to the Powder Keg executive community, check out powderkeg.com premium. We'll catch you next time and next week as we continue to help the world get in. Since you just listened to this podcast, you might be thinking about starting one for your company. Lucky for you, our partners over at Casted have you covered. Casted is the first and only podcast and video marketing platform made specifically for B2B brands. I love this about them. The platform makes it possible to publish, syndicate, amplify, and measure the value of your podcast and video content. In fact, we use it for our podcast here at Powder Keg. And if you're a startup, you should listen up because Casted for Startups is definitely for you. They are offering exclusive deep discounts of up to 82% off retail price for qualifying startups. Connect with Casted at casted.us slash powderkeg.